0: Hello, and welcome to the podcast where good trivia gets rewarded and bad lies are punished.
1: But will we catch the lies? This is What's the Fact. They sometimes do catch the lies. It's crazy, you gotta watch the psycho babel. Hello, I'm Ryan Whistle, this is Warren Robertson. Welcome to the show. It's yes. a nice one tonight. Oh, it's, it's an interesting one. Yes. Uh,
0: I had to really kind of go back into the dark recesses of my mind for this one, yes. because it's not a thing you think about on, on an everyday basis. No,
1: but, but you know, we're not that different from people from the past. No. And that, everyone needs a little bit of something, you know?
0: Yeah, it was one of the things, you know, you see, and this might get people tuning off already like a minute into the podcast, but like it's kind of entertainment of the past and everybody assumes that the people of the past were barbarians and that what they love to do is nothing more than was like watch a man be pulled apart by a pack of wild dogs.
1: Hey, that's but, one of my facts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it just, it wasn't like that. Like their entertainment is a lot more a lot more boring for the most part.
1: So we are, we can, we, we're looking throughout history at how people entertain themselves. Uh, maybe yeah, even not ancient Not one times. of us is going to talk
0: about that way. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, huh? no, I'm not talking about that. Oh man. No, because that, no, that I mean, we've got, I mean, interta- arts, art and culture. That's what it's about. It is. Sort yeah. of. Yeah. yeah. In a way. Not mm. sports and culture. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sports is entertainment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's theater for stupid people. Yeah. I didn't say that. Has anyone got
1: that? I don't have a fact about the Aztec soccer game. Remember, wasn't it a a head of a dead person? I don't know. Mel Gibson may have made that up. (laughs) I
0: don't, I don't even think that's a real thing. Uh, are you gonna start? Let's let's you start this. I'll start. I'll this start.
1: Yeah, yeah, we go. So um, I became a fan of good old um, Edgar Allan Poe. And I'm a softie. This is Edgar Allan Poe. He's Tick the Ryan game. list yeah. of stuff that Ryan loves. There's a there's a recent, and there's another one coming up later oh, in no. the show. That's a that's a Ryan loves him. Okay, so yes, uh, Edgar Allan Poe, I love the dude, and he, um, uh, you know, I, I'm a softie, but I, I. I it's funny how I was drawn to the macabre late in my life, but it's it's a poetic, Alan Ad, Edgar Poe type macabre. I love <laughs> Edgar it, Edgar Poe. And so, Alan, was, hang on,
0: whoa, 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 Alan Edgar Poe. Are we certain? <laughs> <laughs> um, did I say Alan Edgar Poe? We did. What Look, is the thing about this Coca-Cola, the thing it's is very I
1: flat. This Coke. <laughs>
0: I think I don't think it's so bad to be drawn more towards the macabre as you get older. In fact, I think it's natural because- Do you? The, the, yeah, the older you get, the closer you get to death, right? It's one yeah. fewer trip around the old sun that you've got to go before finally they nail your coffin <laughs> shut. So naturally, <laughs> if you're already like you're 45 and you're dealing with this shit- I can't, I can't wait to see. You'll be in like full goth regalia by the time you're 75.
1: Oh, my word. Yeah. I mean, I'm digging the cure. That was a late love. But hey, he's got a short story called uh, Hopfrog. frog. Edgar Poe. Do you know what Frog's about? No. It was about, uh, and I'm hoping I'm using the politically correct term, but it was about a, a dwarf worked for the king. That's not the politically correct uh, okay. term. It's dwarf a little person. person. Yeah they've described it as um the dwarf. yes
0: no in in Alan Edgar Poe's day
1: <laughs> they would they would have used that term okay, but it's, so his it's, name it's was a Hopfrog person. and and he he had another there was another little a little person mm. little person girl little person that the king made fun of um but like nothing too hectic I think through a glass of wine and the. Little person's sure. face, you
0: know, natural, natural kind of stuff. Yeah,
1: and so he who hasn't thrown a glass of wine in someone's face. He enacts revenge on the on the king and his and his friends by saying, "Come, there's going to be a big uh, fancy dress. You have to dress as animals, and he arranged the costumes, and they all came dressed as uh, orangutans. And it was I don't want to spoil the plot, but I'm going to. But it's still a good read. But he, um highly flammable um, orangutan costume. And he set them and he had them all sort of uh because it was pretend. Now you're all orangutans, Oh, huh? We put the rope around you. Look at the animals. And of course it's the king and his friends. And Hopfrog, the little person, is leading the the festivities in the in the court. Ah, funny, 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 funny. Oh, look, they're all there. And then he, he gets himself some weird harness and like, ah, oh, look at me. I'm the king of the show. And here's the animals. And he's pretending to be a ringmaster. And then he fucking sets them all alight and they die. And he escapes through the roof with the 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 little the little person, girl, right, the girl, little person, and okay, gets away. The fact is that is based on a real event. So, right. from from uh, from history, historically, mm. do you know about Hop Frog? <laughs> what in, in real life? No, um,
0: uh, no. Hopfrog okay, is okay. so here's, here's, here's where I'm. i I know nothing about any of this. Mm. It could be it could be a beautiful poem. It could be made up. I don't know. <laughs> what I do know is you paused awkwardly as you said orangutan. Also, it made me think to myself, orangutan isn't like a, it's not an 1800s kind of an animal. It's not an animal that people in the 1800s would have considered, you know, as being a thing. Oof. So, and particularly if it was based on a on a real story, who's going to dress up the king and his court as orangutans when they've never been to Borneo, they've never been to Indonesia, they've never seen an orangutan or heard of an orangutan at all, oh. whatsoever. Oh. So, Folks, Edgar Allan Poe so, fans out so there. Alan Edgar,
1: Poe, Alan Edgar Poe fans. Sorry about what's what's transpiring mm. here. Yeah, the absolute Edgar Allan Poe ignorance of it all, but it's fine.
0: I'm going to say it's a lie, Ryan. It's a lie and that's your Ryanism.
1: Well, I, I started with, for a change, the truth okay but you know ryan's facts are like allegedly okay because mm. that's i'm allowed to use that word on this no but um it it is believed by scholars and definitely that uh, he based this on a real event let me tell you about it and it's a french one so I, li- so I like in to the use poem french he words. uses
0: orangutans
1: uh he uh yes in hop frog he used it but the, the 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 real event was not orangutans but uh. it was um a thing and i'll describe it to you it was the belle des <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a The Ball of the Burning Men, well, that's what it was called afterwards, because yikes, um, was a masquerade ball held on the 28th of January, 1393, in Paris, at which Charles VI of France performed in a dance with five members of the French nobility. Four of the dancers this is not funny folks four of the dancers were killed in a fire caused by a torch brought in by a spectator which was charles's brother louis the first duke of orleans charles and another of the dancers survived the ball was one of a number of events intended to entertain the king who the previous summer had suffered an attack of insanity the event undermined confidence in charles's capacity to rule parisians considered it proof of courtly decadence i mean the french revolution is like Four hundred yeah, years 100, later, 100, yeah. and they're still complaining about the decadence <laughs> of other things. So it'll only take South Africans three hundred years before we we lynch our entire <laughs> parliament. <laughs> it's all right. So it um, uh, considered proof of courtly decadence and threatened to rebel against the more powerful members of the nobility. The public's outrage forced the king and the, his brother Orleans, whom a contemporary chronicler accused of attempted regicide and sorcery, to offer penance for the event. Uh, a chaos. It really did happen. Um, and hmm. I, in fact, in the, in the, the collection of Frog, short
0: stories- Hop Frog didn't set fire to them all.
1: He did. To the in, orangutan in, to, to costumes.
0: Charles, no, but to Charles and them.
1: No, yeah. it, it was an accident. Okay, so he, he was
0: inspired by a real- Definitely. But I mean, look, you've you've opened up a pretty no, but,
1: broad entertainment term. But yeah. all, sco- all literary scholars are, already got it from there. It's a known fact. Okay. And okay. it was a weird revenge story uh, for Edgar because there was a girl who didn't love him. And he was after her, even though he was married. It's weird. No, you, you, you're right. I am ashamed of my, my attempted work there. They, you did no, so beautifully. Let me tell you why you are yeah. uh, Edgar Allan Poe scoundrel. But, you know, we'll okay, convert okay. you. Skunk. Is because, have you heard of the murder of the Rue Morgue? Yes. Okay. I don't want to spoil the plot there.
0: <laughs> what's that, what's but The, the word
1: it? orangutan. Is it in there?
0: Yeah.
1: Ah, all right. Nice. Murders on the Rue Morgue. I mean, that was one of the first murder mysteries ever before even Sherlock Holmes. Mm, eh? mm that's edgar we started with edgar i can love Edgar.
0: <laughs> so yeah you do i mean it was it was really broad kind of talking about ancient entertainment there yeah really kind of a casual entry into ancient yeah. entertainment you, you know?
1: know little persons are doing fun festivities dress up masquerades <laughs> hey it's how they did things all
0: right I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna take things a lot simpler then i'm gonna i'm gonna bring us back to normal decent human entertainment <laughs> uh yeah you know the uh <laughs> the um the Halloween game, uh, bobbing for apples.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know that, right? Yes. Yes. And uh, church fights and and stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that originated uh, with the guillotine. That is my fact. <laughs> <laughs> he loves him some guillotine fact. Yeah, I do. I love remember a guillotine the, fact. Well, remember r- did, I mean, let's be honest. The oh, guillotine was entertainment, and uh, and it's... bobbing for apples was classic entertainment. Uh, it originated with with the
1: guillotine and the and the baskets of heads. It's it's also fantastic innovation. I mean, doing things quick, man. Yeah, eh? yeah. I and mean, you had a basket of heads,
0: a eh? Barrel of apples that people could literally try and use right. their heads to grab.
1: Uh, you know, Warren is uh, a stand-up comedian. He's, he's not just a funny guy. He does stand-up. And so this is the kind of material that he would write. Um... um not even in his gross robe sphere facts <laughs> on, on our revolutions episode, mm, uh, you know, I do even love the guillotine thing. <laughs> even this is 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 too ridiculously comical to be true. So the bobbing for apples did not originate with the guillotine and the heads. Yeah, you know, maybe the. Uh, well, would they put the heads in a barrel of water or would they put it, would they collect the heads? No, so
0: they, they just, at some point they were, they were cutting off so many heads. Yeah. They just had a massive basket that sure. the heads would fall in and yeah. it would fill up the basket. and Then they'd drag the basket and replace it with a new empty basket. Yeah. But this macabre game kind of arose because of this thing as kind of part of the attraction of the guillotine. Like part of the things that people would sell food on the side. Because they, they, the thing was working just constantly, chopping people's heads off. And, um, you know, so so stalls set up, sure. pies and meats and oh, yeah. entertainments, and and one of the entertainments that got set up was uh, it was this bobbing for apples game that was akin to the, the heads being lopped off by the guillotine.
1: I would have had uh, step right up, throw a head at uh, any of those things down, and you'll win a prize. Yeah,
0: <laughs> or maybe they could have just dragged the the actual heads there and put them up on the like a coconut shy. <laughs> like you gain added value out of the but dead I, nobility
1: I want to throw a count I want to throw the count of, of Toulon with an apple and if <laughs> I knock his head I get a teddy bear
0: you, <laughs> you could tell you're South African throw the count with an apple <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so yeah, my final answer is no. It's not. Uh, it's it's a. You start with a lie. It's a fun lie. I like it, but it's not true. It, it is a lie. Ah!
0: Uh, the game's actually a lot older than that, and it was oh. a, it was originally a sex game. <laughs> so it's actually it's much more interesting than that. Um, yeah, I mean, look. So there's there's various versions for bobbing for apples and what it used to be, but what? it was a medieval game. <clears throat> sort of aura, and, and each village would have their own subtle subtle different rules about it but essentially it could be used as a very innocent sort of dating game like a tinder where okay all the guys would scratch their names into apples and throw their apples in a thing and then all the okay. girls would come and okay. dip their heads in the thing and then like which apples are yeah gotten? whoever's whoever's apple they caught that would be their date like for the evening sweets. you know so it's quite sweet yeah yes um and then uh <laughs> yeah, uh, and then and then so then couples could also there was there was a fortune telling element to it where couples could um, they would put apples in the basket and then uh, the apples represented the man. And then the woman would try, she'd have three grabs to try and grab an apple. And if she grabbed it on the first thing, then their relationship was going to be a success. She grabbed it on the second, the relationship they could have a relationship, but might not work. And then the third thing would be, would be definitely don't, don't have a relationship with this particular guy. And then, yeah. And then all of this kind of, in some cases would, uh, would come together to be kind of who, who are we sleeping with? Oh, the, uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Try, try the thing in there. Yeah. Cause people were a bit, um, they were fruity back then, oh, eh? Wow, eh?
1: hey, yeah.
0: I see, anyway, but uh, yeah, as the as history progressed, so did uh, so so did the, the the traditions, and it slowly changed and changed and changed, and eventually it got popularized because obviously a lot of Irish moved to America, ah, and they brought bobbing for apples with them to America, and then the Americans adopted it as like a Halloween pastime, and they popularized it around the world, making it this silly, stupid pointless game that it is today
1: so at some point it was uh, i was having a go uh, with you yeah yeah mm-hmm. but as i said it was all, all sorts
0: of different versions yeah. of it but it was all tinder sex relationshipy it was a way to hit on a girl oh. you know if, if you didn't want to you just threw your apple in her in her barrel like you know that. there's all these kind of things yeah
1: ancient entertainment that is so nice old entertainment that's lovely man um so that little exercise you wanted to do, uh, themes that I love. Um, <laughs> so I've done Edgar. My second fact is about um, old Alexander again. Oh, know, fucking fucking Alexander. I'm li- no, I, I, sh- I should have got,
0: gotten Alexander the Great. Of course you're doing Alexander the Great. This is now like your fourth Alexander the Great fact in like 40 podcasts.
1: I mean, my fact was going to be... Um, but it's it's uh yeah, I can depends how you word it, but he you know um, Britain's got talent, america's yeah. got talent he had a you know Persia's got talent, so he didn't call it that, but he loved a, a good old talent show, and uh he'd give a prize for the winner for a show us what you got, and you're gonna get a prize whoever's' it's like a Persia's got talent that's my my fact is he he liked holding talent shows. I mean, the fact is he almost certainly did. Right? Like, yeah, like, uh, there was
0: nothing a leader liked more than having people caper for him, you know? And if they could do a thing that he enjoyed, then so be it. And, and I mean, one of the things he did do was he did kind of like to know the local culture and then imbue his culture into the local culture and mm-hmm. get people sharing their, their cultures as a way to, to try and own the territory a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I don't see why not. That sounds like a reasonable kind of entertainment. I mean, did he Simon Cowell though? Did he? Did they have the the four people? You know, they always have the same four yes, people. Yes, it doesn't yes. Doesn't matter who the judges are on any yeah. of these shows. Yeah, it's always the same four people. Yeah. it's the it's the stupid one at the beginning. Yeah, who loves everything. The one, the, and then there's a girl who cries. Yeah, and then a, and then the girl who cries who, who no. So the the stupid guy at the beginning wants to be the guy at the end. The guy at the end is the grumpy professional from the industry. The guy at the beginning <laughs> wants to be the guy at the end, but he's he's a bit stupid. Then the second one is the the girl who loves everything and cries yes, all yes, the time. Yes, yes, yes. And then uh, the third person is the token person, <laughs> the person who, who, who quite often she's just there to fill some sort of network requirements, and she has almost no personality whatsoever. <laughs> Generally, it's a she, mm. and, and it's to look good. That is their requirement, just to try and make things interesting to the
1: youth. Seal's ex-wife, she's more the- um, Heidi Klum. Yeah. Is she the crying one, hey? Was
0: she? I can't remember who she was with. She might have been the crying one. Oh, she's great. Then there was and like the Amanda Holden was very much the crying, loved everything kind of person.
1: And the lady from uh, that sitcom, the, the, she's uh, plays a Colombian lady in the sitcom uh, uh, Modern Family. Modern Family. the She's loved. She's lovely. Anyway, um,
0: Katy Perry plays the I love everything. Oh, yeah, uh, she starts uh, crying. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so that's that's the four that's the four roles. Did did uh, which one of those four roles did Alexander like to play for himself? Was he the hardened uh, industry vet? I think or
1: there was he definitely, there just to look beautiful? Well, there was definitely some um so what is so <laughs> did we get to the bottom line? You said it's true. it, it is true. It is true, it is true, yeah. true yes. Um and, and what made me think about it, because you know, I did this course on Alexander, but I watched the movie as well. <laughs> and uh you watched that three hour. I, I loved it, uh, but I, I watched the movie before it, I did it the Colin, course. Was it Colin Farrell? Yes, no, I thought it was excellent, and it was narrated by good old uh, uh, the dude who played Silence of the Lambs, that uh, Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, so I, I was wonderful. He played. Wait,
0: wasn't I, Angelina Jolie his mother? His mother. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a bit of a she miscast, was, isn't it? Surely. Yeah.
1: No, no. I think it's right up the alley because. Well, I'm not a I think angeline Angelina's a bit She doesn't look very much like Colin Farrell's mother though, to be fair. Well, I I I think she's a bit of an enigma, a bit of a mysterious lady. Like, do I would I trust Angelina? That's the big question. I'm not I don't know if I would. You mean in real life? Yes, yes. So so I reckon once somebody's Alexander's worn, mother worn the blood of someone around their throat. <laughs> so automatically Alexand- question their life choices. Alexander's mother they would What they got factually correct was um she had snakes in her bedroom just for fun as pets not in cages just lots of people do you you shouldn't but (laughs) but and so there was that and then there was drama between the mother and the father and uh and uh yeah and is that why alexander went east of being a witch and stuff like that the father philip king philip of macedon because you're a witch and you're spoiling this." Boy, well, if it was he must uh this is also not uncommon. Yeah. This
0: is happening to this day. You go to any divorce court in this city, you'll you'll see that story playing out. It's true. <laughs> it's
1: true. <laughs> uh but the point is, yes, so from the movie, there is a there is a uh, a scene where um he kisses a lad. Uh quite big kiss, big kiss if you know what I mean. And I think it's uh, uh he's a he's a well-known act as well. Quite a good-looking lad. He was in um He was the Joker, the Joker in not, not in, not Joaquin's Joker. The, the. Matthew
0: McConaughey. No. Not Matthew McConaughey. What's his name? Heath Ledger.
1: No, no, no. In the movie where, about the girls, where, where that blonde. Oh, Jared Leto.
0: Yes. I think
1: he was in Alexander and he played his name. About the girls, the Suicide Squad. But Goas, Yes, yes, yes. But Goas was, was the dude. He was a eunuch and he won the show and tell, the talent show. And then. All the, but he didn't have anything to show and tell if he was a he was eunuch. Sang, he sang beautifully, apparently. Ah. And so, so, but historically, it is like a big deal. It is Alexander's famous kiss of the eunuch. Because Alexander did have ladies. Uh, wherever he, he conquered a thing, he usually took a princess willingly. The princess was happy to go along. Babylon, is a number of princes. And he had a whale of a time. The, I, more he conquered, the more he just conquered. If you know what I mean, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, Ryan? Please explain. No,
0: no, 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 no. Let's pause there. <laughs> what do you mean, Ryan? What What do you mean by conquered?
1: What? Well, I figured, <laughs> you know, whoever was the like apparently Babylon, the city, was just like, oh, who's conquering us next? Oh, now it's a dude from Greece, and they were just sort of. Lie down and take it as a city. Not really. They were just like they'd welcome him. They okay. throw a big things, and then because otherwise it was just a constant case of rebuilding the city. No, no, like- ah, these motherfuckers! <laughs> we just
0: finished building it for the Persians, <laughs> son of a bitch. Alec.
1: And so he, he gets there and then there's there's uh, the old king who was then killed in battle or some shit. Has uh, happens to have a harem of 300 women, and uh, they're like, well, he has new king, so rock and roll uh, every night. So, so he was busy.
0: Was, I always thought Alexander was gay. I, well,
1: I, yeah, so then then there was uh, his best friend, really close friends, if you know what I mean. Now, Hephaestion. Now, the historians have said for sure there was intimate relationships with Hephaestion. And um, in fact, I think Jared Leto plays Hephaestion. I don't know who played the eunuch. But then they all, the, the Greek generals were like, kiss him, kiss him, and he did. And now the two historians are like, did he kiss him once or did he kiss him twice? But he kissed him good and proper. And he was a eunuch who'd won it was in Persia uh, while they're having a festival. And he'd won the little talent competition. It's a big day out for a eunuch.
0: You get to win a, a talent competition, kiss the emperor
1: Alexander. I mean, great, you know,
0: yeah, yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, he probably like the next week in the pub. He was like, I tell you what, he wasn't so fucking great. <laughs> so <laughs> he, way too much tongue.
1: Yeah. he's a famous uh, um, eunuch, Goas, and it was the Macedonians' favorite eunuch. Not. The single, W's but favorite. all the generals, very But the point is, uh, it was a regular thing to have, dance for me, uh, sing for me, and we'll have a winner at the end. And the winner gets to sit next to Alexander. Kiss him, Alexander, kiss him. And okay. he kissed old ha, jealous. There we are. In fact, Feistian might've been jealous. He might've stormed off in a bit of a half. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, how do we know? Who hey, wrote down for- Hephaestion stormed in a half? Right. You know, just like, just it's almost like the there's like the the gospels for Matthew Mark mm-hmm. Luke John there's four serious historians who documented um but like around the, two around the time and two after the time okay who documented every detail of of Alec, uh, alexander's life in fact he hired a biographer to write down the exploits of his campaign so one of them is pretty accurate although I know no, no, that sounds of... to me like if if you hired say Prince Michele to write your unauthorized <laughs> yeah, biography. It's that. Look, it's that. Yeah. So it's, you got to read between the lines and stuff. Right. But we right. we there's a lot of the detail is is fascinatingly in there. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Europe simply because yes, it makes yes, life yes. easy. Uh, in Florence, Italy, they still play a Middle Ages game called Calcio Storizzo. Of a kind of, it's like a kind of brutal rugby that results in an average of one death every four years, and that's oh my, my fact. Word, rugby, it's Florence. Kind of, yeah, it's
1: kind of brutal. It's it's sort of like a football, sort of like a brutal rugby. One of these great sports, and it's either uh, rugby, but it's it's like we all know what the nice rules of rugby are. You you got to physically put the ball behind an area, and it has to touch right. the ground, and and. Apparently, one of the um, maybe weird, how do you say it? Like a psychological origin of the game of rugby was um, a thing, whatever that thing was, whether it was a ball or an ox's head or whatever it was, you had to get it to the other village. And the the people stopped you with any means necessary. (laughs) Okay. But if you put this (laughs) thing down on the ground in the village, you won. But if they wrestled it away from you, and as a fucking village, excuse my language, mm. they they took it to your village and put it on the ground in your village, and that was the what a that's great actually game! Actually called like mob football or something, but I think I know what you're talking game. about. This this so is called I, I would, calcio storico. I would guess that this calcio. sounds like something like that. A game rugby styled, yeah. and someone died. I think it's and it's in Florence. It's, it was quite a sophisticated, intelligent city. I'm surprised they did the sort of thing. But maybe it was about. I was say it's it's a middle age. What I, my claim though yeah, is that it's a so middle ages a, game.
0: It hmm. is played to this day.
1: Oh my god!
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and results in an average of one death every four years.
1: Even to this day. Look, yeah. you know, there's the bullfighting thing, and so there are parts of of uh, the Mediterranean that are traditional and nutty. Um, and maybe they do, you know, I mean that cheese down the hill thing, throw the cheese down the hill and then roll down the hill. So it's wonderful. It is wonderful. <laughs> I don't know why they did it, but it is wonderful. And so well, but I I got to tell you, if
0: I showed up there, I'd be very disappointed. we'd be like, I heard there was a cheddar roll here. <laughs> cheddar what? roll. What, why is
1: there no roll? What do you mean I have to run down the fucking hill? give me the food on a chip it was fucking ridiculous was we have the pandemic and all sports are shut down for you know a year and a half or so and then slowly people come watching the stadiums but the first one of the first sports news was yeah. like tonight uh, sports news not much happening another stadium is shut down and you know that was the yeah. fucking sports <laughs> news during the pandemic um but one of the first things that was allowed back was that annual Cheese, because it was race, outdoors. You know, and people Healthy. were doing it, and it's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. People like break
0: their collarbones doing that thing.
1: I, am happy to say that this fact is true. Um, I'm keen to know the rules of the game, but I'm gonna say you're telling the truth. All right, so here is where I tell you I've just Ryaned you. No.
0: Yes, I did. A little sneaky I did. Lie. I did a sneaky little lie, little lie. Because: it's not in Florence. Because, because it's in no. Spain. No, no, it's no. In Scotland. <laughs> So it happens. It happens in Florence. It's called Calcio storico. It happened in the Middle Ages. It happens to this day. But there have been no reported deaths <laughs> in the game yet. I, that's, Paramedics that's do nice. say that they expect, on average, seven or eight players from each team to not make it to the end of the game okay like so they have to be carried off. Some of them spend months in hospital afterwards there, there was one incident of a dude who had to have his spleen taken out. <laughs> so I mean it's it's seriously brutal. um the city authorities actually banned it in 2007 because uh, it got so violent and they weren't gonna they weren't gonna let it happen again. Uh, until the the organizers said, "All right, fine, no hardened criminals are allowed to take part anymore," because like what what's so what it is? is okay, yeah, yeah, Let's, what let's is start this thing? right. Let's start right at the beginning. Okay, so it takes place at the festival of San Giovanni, which is the twenty fourth of June every year, um, and the whole tradition uh, comes out of the Middle Ages, uh, where the thing was effectively I don't know what the Italian is, but it was known as football in costume back then, and it's derived from an ancient ball game developed by the Romans, which is called harpastum. But essentially what you do is you've got a 100 meter by 50 meter sandy area and 27 players on each side and they build fencing down around all sides. And then on these two ends, much like try lines, you've got a low wall and a net behind the wall and you've got to get the ball. Each team's got to get the ball over that wall and into the net. And you can do it any way you like. You can you can throw it, you can carry it and dump it there. But if you miss, the other team gets a half point. Oh. When, when you score, you swap halves. And, and effectively, there are no rules. Like you can do whatever you like. So it, it quite often turns into an open brawl, just guys like beating and battering one another outrageously. Um, but yeah, so Only every 27 on the pitch uh, at a time. 27 for, for each team, yeah. So now, so, so, so what it this is is so, so everything's allowed. What they do is once they close those gates and they start the thing, <laughs> it's 50 minutes there's no breaks, no substitutions, uh, and that's, that's it. You know, the players, when you see the players talk about it, they're like, once that gate is closed, you're fighting for your life and your honor. That's like, oh, shit, that's how this this thing that sounds works.
1: incredible.
0: Yeah, in the past, they used to give a guy, uh, the winners um, a cow. Now, effectively, the winning team gets to see their pennant flying above the town for the whole year. Um, but yeah, like there's four teams. And they come from the I wanna four... go. I wanna go. I know, I do too. I really do too. They they come from the four historical districts of Florence. So it's uh, it's the blues, light blues from Santa Croce, the reds from Santa Maria Novella, the whites from Santo Spirito, and the greens from San Giovanni. Um what's interesting is in the past, you know, the football club from from Florence, AFC mm. Fiorentina, mm, mm. Th- their home um Shirt sure, is it's purple. Light, light, light blue. It's, Not it's, purple. It's purple. yes. yes, 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 yes. Uh, because that is said to be um like if you take these four colours and you mix ah. them together, you get purple. And they're awake it, they've had years where the awake it, they've had four different away kits, one in each of these four colours. Ah, because so yeah, this whole thing. Yeah, the whole thing about this is that uh while you come from the different neighborhoods of Florence, you're all fighting for Florence. You're all like, it's all about mm. Florence's honor and about Florence's, um, yeah, the, about the meaning of Florence and bringing the neighborhoods of Florence together and bringing the people of Florence together. It's a really like, it's a very, very interesting, um, yeah, it's a very, very interesting sport. Um, but yeah, essentially it's absolutely true. People people headbutt each other, they punch <laughs> each other. I mean, you see the guys that come off with serious, serious injuries. They, oh my. you know In modern era now, and it was only, I think five or six years ago, that the, the, the city basically said to them, no, listen, paramedics have to be able to carry the guys off once, they, once they're knocked out. Like you have to get them to hospital as soon as possible. Jeez. You can't, you can't like, just leave them there like you would in years past. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it sounds fabulous. They, they have two semifinals and then obviously the finals. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, between these, between these four teams. And, uh, and the Calcianti, as each of the guys are known, are like local heroes. Wow like the people in Florence know who their co are they show up and well, if you go as a tourist, you have to book and then be aware of which stand you're being put in oh. so that you know what color to dress in because you can't oh. yeah you mustn't oh, dress in pretty any pretty other friendly. color other than that but yeah you know, it, it I mean initially it started out as a sport for nobility, you know like all these things do, but as people got injured and you know maybe maybe lost a limb or whatever, um they started hiring people to take their places and then slowly over time these teams became professional yeah. so you've got guys play positions you know they play like attackers and midfielders and defenders and some of them are, are hired boxers ufc fighters Fucking like out. you know like serious hard men and some of yeah. them are known for running and athleticism and yeah. so so they've all got actual roles it's a it's a worked out sport But yeah.
1: Oh, this is incredible. It
0: it sounds absolutely amazing. And and I'm not surprised it's still going on. It sounds incredible. I I, I would love to go
1: and see it. Yeah, Florence is, uh, I thought it was, uh, I got the impression it was a sophisticated city because it is the setting of Taming of the Shrew. And it starts, Taming of the Shrew, from what I can remember, starts with the character going, oh, here we are, Florence. Centre
0: of learning. Centre of uh, I mean, Florence is, right? Like mm. Florence is oh, the, the home Vince of the Renaissance uh, yeah, and yes, Da Vinci yes, yes, and, yes. and Michelangelo yes. and Michelangelo's David is still there. Ah. Uh, you know, I mean it it really it's got a very storied Renaissance past. So so it is absolutely a city of oh. of, uh, of learning, but it's also a city of the, the culture storico. storico wow, I mean man, I, I, I know it's
1: makes you want to go to florence on the 24th of june
0: June. it's it's i mean when we're shooting this it's around the corner
1: that's uh, so cool yeah um my fact is uh is it in that part of the world did it ever touch that part of the world that came close it's about good old belly dancing eh? Uh, yeah belly dancing yeah yeah. and uh here's my fact is despite it being quite um sensual and flirtatious as you know I, i i really Love it for many reasons. I love belly dancing. Um, uh, it was actually started by Muslims, despite it being, um, uh, you won't despite believe who being, this is.
0: Oh, is your mom phoning again. Yeah. That's wonderful. That's
1: tell her I'm in a podcast. No,
0: please put
1: your mom on. I want to talk to her. Amar. Can you talk? I'm just uh, recording a podcast. But okay, it's... I just want tell me something quickly. Okay.
0: You are telling all of our listeners y- as well though. Yeah. <laughs> okay, no, don't worry. Okay,
1: I'll to you later, bye. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you guys so intimidated Ryan's mother. Nothing intimidates Ryan's mother. <laughs> like if you if you met Ryan's mother in a, in a spa, you'd think she was going to rob you. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, but I'm um, sorry, Dietz wasn't yet to see that he'll, he'll So you saying watch belly it. dancing was invented by oh most yes players. yes, yes, it was yeah, and you know, I, I love it, um, I love it because uh it's a real art form, and um the are you saying you that? don't even have to be like a in fact, the best kind of belly to do it with is not a flat, flat, flat one, mm. it's a a bit of a belly, and uh, it's you serious training and, and all all things and I my, in my urban brew days, we had a a lady request for us to make her a training video, and no one was available to be the director, so I directed a belly nonsense. Was it just you and her? No, you no, You had to go to her house. No no, then... no, 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 no. Okay. The, so, the, no, the, I need the story. tell me in yeah, the studio. we we put on a on a green screen and and um. And but we had the whole steps. Now I'm going to do snake arms. This is snake arms. Just talking you through, snake arms. arms. Right now we do the belly things. So what you're going to do? You might need a camera. camera Get in there. Camera, get in there on the belly. And it was it was very cool. And she was a very uh, cool South African type lady. We used to do
0: that. We used to do that um, gig at at a venue in Ravonia, Lebanese like restaurant in Ravonia that they used to open the night. With a belly dancer and then comedy, <laughs> you know, that's a
1: lovely combo. Yeah,
0: what was really nice about it was we got to know what it's like to perform as a stripper because all the oaks had fucking erections by the time you got on stage. Um, I don't know why. I don't know why comedy is, but comedy is that thing, right? Like sometimes, did you ever do Rock Paradise? Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Rock Paradise. Word. For those who don't know, the Pomona Spur is a. Um, <laughs> it's a. It's a. It's a home of ill repute. Yeah, uh, on and Pomona Road in Kempton Park. A strip club, yeah, on Pomona Road in Kempton Park. And then what they used to do was they used to they used to invite comedians to come and do the lunchtime. Yes, so then you'd yes, come yes. and you'd do an hour at lunch because they had a lunchtime special on a Wednesday. It was a bit of a buffet, Yeah, eh? it was 100 rand and you could get in to watch the strippers and they, they would have a braai there and you could eat as yes. much meat as you like. Yes, yes, yes. And then you could also have the braai. And then... <laughs> and then <laughs> and then there'd be a comedian, but the, the yeah. problem with being the comedian at yeah, that oh particular no, yeah. you know, the problem with being a comedian at that particular particular thing, I just realized I think I might have just stolen <laughs> Chris Forrest's joke about that place. Um,
1: uh, well, I have uh, a story but, about that place.
0: But but yeah, you used to, you used to go there and then do the comedy, and it was quite evident the whole time you were on stage that these guys were not there to watch you hate. Oh, oh! So much hate, hate. so yeah. much, so much hate. Hate, yeah. yeah. Tangible hate, yeah, yeah. And uh, and then there were also there was the stories about some comedians mm-hmm. uh, who took their pay there <laughs> in kind. Um, and I'm not going to mention any names in case in case they they sue me, but they know who they are and I know who they are. And if 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 they don't put money. Uh, into yes. my post box by yes, the end please. of the week.
1: Yeah, we'll yeah. use
0: this platform for evil.
1: Yeah, the whole next episode is all about what <laughs> happened to you at the Pomona Spur. <laughs> That's right. And I, I, I stepped on stage and I, hey, well, uh, I was, uh, I was younger and and uh, yeah, cutesy little silly English joke, little one liner to open things. Ta-da, hey, guys. and the ogres at the back was like, thanks for leaving. And then, I don't know, I, I sometimes have a bit of an angry streak. And I was like, nah, go fuck yourself. And I was like, <laughs> he, "Is it?" And he threw a, and it was a beautiful moment. Oh, he no. threw a, um, an empty can of Coke at me. And uh, just like that, I, I just caught it, just like that. And then I threatened to throw it back. And he was, like, and then um, the manager saw this and he was like, so I'm trying to do my comedy show. And the manager's like, stop your cock, man. You're yeah, a fuck idiot. You're yeah, stupid. And I'm like. I'm watching these two going. Stop your cock! You fucking so they, they asked him to leave, but then when when I was done, they gave me my name I and it's like, when you're ready to leave, we're gonna make sure you get to the car safely. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was
0: it was very much that kind of like you know oh. how you could tell the difference between the strippers and the and the prostitutes. It took oh, me it took me a few it took me a few trips there to work it out. You know the prostitutes all had little handbags. Oh. also they were much less attractive than the strippers. <laughs> they were they were feeding off the erections the strippers had gotten. I was like uh quite That's a, a horrible term. I'm sorry I used that. Because <laughs> I pictured it as a they were feeding. <laughs>
1: Oh, how awful! Awful! <laughs> I remember, like, um, we'll get to the fact now, folks. Uh, <laughs> I remember, like, uh, walking in. I was quite innocent, and there was a, there was a strip show on the go. And I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't watch this. And I and I went and we go sit in the side room, um, grab a beer at the bar, and just go sit in the, room, go in the side room. And then you go in the side room, and then there's a big screen, and there's a <laughs> there's a porno. <laughs> why? Why was there porno in the side <laughs> room? <laughs> I don't i'm know. gonna go sit with my beer oh my god but listen on that, place, that place that place
0: it did not close down during COVID or pomona spur wow. it was it was pumping wow. hey? <laughs> hey see what i did there anyway um so no muslims, muslims didn't invent bully belly dancing they didn't
1: how can you be so because sure? it's older
0: than that it's older than the 700 a.d that uh the islamic faith came about
1: Ah, can you be so sure of that because i know
0: things ryan i know some things about things
1: well you're right you bugger <laughs> belly dancing is believed to have uh, had a long history in the middle east several greek and roman sources including uh, juvenile and martial okay juveniles like the third century ce and Martials, the first century ce described dancers from asia minor and spain using undulating movements playing castanets and sinking to the floor with quivering thighs (laughs) descriptions that are certainly suggestive of the movements that are today associated with belly dancing. So it's an it's an ancient thing see, and you see know,
0: the, the the castanet dancing from Spain, from Spain and belly
1: dancing is all I is all one a, all oh, from I, the same I, root. I definitely think so. And and one thing that I do know and this is from the the lady who's training video. I did. I, did, I did the lady's training we became uh friends. She was a nice lady and she <laughs> she so do, do you know who in the modern era has really made belly dancing awesome? No, in the tell modern me, era. Tell me. Shakira. It's, yes ah yes ah. um uh who's had a go at it a bit is uh, rihanna beyonce and fergie but um the greatest representative of this dance is the colombian singer shakira who led this dance to um position it as her trademark with her songs whenever wherever and hips don't lie and uh um her hip dance skills became known (laughs) worldwide no but this lady said to me you watch shakira she's Excellent. Yeah. She knows what she's doing. The second you said it. I mean, that. it's like it's not it's not easy. You can I mean if I said give us a belly dance, you wouldn't be able to because you gotta it's like it's a thing. It's a oh, thing. Firstly,
0: I, I wouldn't be able to. <clears throat> Secondly, I would be horrified that you'd even suggest it. I'm not belly dancing for you, Ryan. No matter how much
1: you ask, you film. Um, <laughs> I, I just want to see someone like Homer Simpson give it a go or Pete from Family Guy. Those are the guys you want to see having a bit of a belly dance. Right. Dancer. right. Oh, okay, I'm going to link this this to your...
0: To your fact, simply because I can and you might see later. Uh, my fact is probably the oldest form of still ongoing entertainment in China <laughs> may have developed as a way to scare off a
1: monster. Ah, this is nice. Yes, 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 yes. It must be um, when they have the kind mm. of year of the dragon things and that dragon dancing stuff. Um, <laughs> oh, that's a lot. I wonder if I'm right. And if so, this is a lovely fact and I'm... And if more. it's not, then
0: it's a terrible fact
1: and well, you're very angry about it? No, well, a cascara for monster, um, I suppose that's their, their, their version of the, not the Zodiac, the Chinese astrology, where it's by the year. But, but when it's the year of the dragon, it's the big one. And then there's all these dragon dances down the street. I mean,
0: you stuff. you you are so close. You are actually on almost exactly the right thing. So the dragon dance is a thing, right? The yeah, dragon. I'll dance say if that's true. And by the, the way. Yeah, it is true. Mm-hmm. It is okay, true. So, so the dra- but um, we're not talking about the dragon okay. dance. The dragon dance is a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dragon dance is an evolution of the thing I'm talking about. Ah. The thing I'm talking about is the lion dance, and the difference between the lion it. dance and the dragon dance is simply, firstly, the animal that they're representing, obviously, <laughs> but secondly, Very the number good. of people that take part. Uh-huh. The lion dance is almost like a bizarrely. It's almost like a pantomime mule because there's only two people in it. And it's a series of dances that are, are designed to look like a lion. Um, but like the dragon, it's also very colorful and you know, it, it's got huge, strange fangs out of everywhere and large eyes and and all that sort of stuff. But there's only two people inside of it. And um the reason why it looks this kind of outrageous way is that. Uh, Chinese people at the time, because this was over a thousand years old, this this particular tradition, Chinese people at the time had never seen a lion. <laughs> They'd heard of lions, but they believed they were legendary creatures just like dragons. Wow. So they were actually creating this legendary lion creature. Jeez. And uh, and so what they do is they, the dance encompasses a bunch of moves that were de- derived from Kung Fu and they're generally quite acrobatic. Like they'll do things like they'll leap up onto stilts or onto, onto countertops while doing these these particular sure. movements together in tandem to mimic the movements of the lion, and they do this thing because one it uh it brings in luck and all of that sort of thing. But originally, um, it they used to do it at Lunar New Year and set off firecrackers and do the lion dance and stuff to scare away a monster called Nian, and I'm definitely pronouncing that incorrectly, but it's yeah, Nian, um. Which sounds a little bit, apparently, if you say it in Mandarin, it sounds a little bit like the, the Mandarin word for year. Um, mm-hmm. but it was a terrible destructive beast so people would come out in bright colors with fireworks and things to try and make sure it doesn't come anywhere near their village and and ruin their year and you know bang drums and these sorts of things so that's where the 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 lion dance came out of and and they still do it to this day they still you if you're launching a new company it's considered auspicious to hire someone to come in and do nice. a lion dance Lovely. um yeah you know, uh, quite quite a big part of the whole thing is you'll often see the lion, eating and spitting out lettuce. <laughs> um, which is a weird thing for a lion to do, but remember this is a legendary lion, right? And also because again, the word for lettuce is, I think, and I'm gonna get the strongest, kai, which sounds a lot like the Chinese word for wealth as well. So wow. when you bring this thing out, it brings a lot of luck. So, so nice. yeah, and then once a year, um, they'll go through the, the, the streets, these lions and bless chinese businesses so these are yeah these are they're considered they bring good luck and wealth to to
1: the economy but yeah it all started out as a way to keep a monster from
0: eating your village
1: man i love that fact and and you know i i was trying to find a fact about um sort of african tribal entertainment even though it was a like a nightly thing because watching um tv shows like shark Azulu and stuff you and and we in primary school we had to study the the layout of a, of the traditional Zulu kraal and stuff. And so the, the cattle would go out, then they'd come in every day and, and the, the the whole structure was built around like that to protect the cattle. But also there was a kind of a fence thing. But then in the middle of yeah, the apartheid, was,
0: they used to teach us white kids
1: that in case we there was ever a war and we needed to attack. <laughs> okay. where to where to run to, yeah. yeah, and it's and then you get the sense in the middle was uh where the fire was, and then most evenings there was drums going on and a bit of dancing, but I don't know how often they would have had drums and dancing, maybe it was every single night. you, you know you know, and fire
0: I think I look at it and I, I think to myself, like we don't realize like really understand. In, in the modern era, no. what it was like to live a thousand no. years ago. No, we don't. There was literally no light. There was no light anywhere. There was, yeah. the, there was the stars and then there was whatever fire, you know. So when you say somebody used to come out and banging drums and smashing cymbals and dressing up like a brightly colored lion and firing all fireworks, that was really spectacular in, you know, when there's no other lights at any point in, throughout the year, there's little fires, maybe little lamps, whatever. But in terms of, in terms of, the light we have now that we just take so for
1: granted. Um, but I think that the, the drums, the fire, was a source of comfort and safety awful. for the night time and it, everyone came together. So it's fun and festive for the the village atmosphere, but also it is maybe keep, you know, we have light so we can see if anything's coming to attack us and that maybe the, the banging just kept anything away mm, that establishes a boundary yeah. yeah says
0: to the animals don't don't come anywhere near here yeah. we're we're the oaks with the
1: fire and the sharp pointy sticks. <laughs> yeah but I love that fact about oh no you won't believe it. <laughs> you won't believe it. But um uh my next fact no it's actually uh it is a line we're talking about that crazy place called the Coliseum in Rome and of course that was a major source of entertainment of a long time ago and uh i i don't did i, I listen to a podcast on the coliseum actually and i but, but this was you know not in research i just i listened to things as well and uh and then i watched uh, on netflix that series with the, the emperors and and one of them it was all like uh for the emperor to show the opulence of rome to the people and to gain favor with the people and it was great and then oh, bread and circuses that was literally like Give them, ah, oh, they're thinking about a revolution again. Give them and bread and circuses. It. I mean, the, the, the one of the launchers of the Coliseum had a 100-day program. Day one, we're going to have this, then this, and this in the morning, this in the afternoon. Day two, there's 100 days. What the f- 100 days. And, and um, glad, gladiators fighting each other became the sort of headline act that was cool. But sadly, my topic is about this thing called Venatio. Which was about Sounds like cunnilingus
0: Something you can do to your partner (laughs) Going to give her orgasms If you just listen closely fellas (laughs) We're going to teach you Venagio We're going to teach you Venagio Venagio is um, Either that or (laughs) Venagio Is like an assistant
1: director at well, it's well, it's like uh, I think company. the the uh, venison would come from that. So venatio, but maybe okay. you're a, you're an animal in the sack, if you know what I mean. <laughs> a venatio in Okay, can, give me some. Okay, so uh, what it was is um, animals.
0: This is your fact. All yeah, of this is your fact.
1: Um, okay. Yeah, I will tell you my fact specifically. Okay, okay. Venatio was this is true. Uh, so the usually in the morning session it was either animals fighting other animals or um, kind of. Uh, animal soldiers fighting against animals, killing them. Sometimes animals the animal would win, but mostly not. Very sad. Now, things like elephants. Yes, um, initially they hadn't seen elephants that much. So it was, wow, just parade the elephant and take him away and that's great. And then it was like, no, we want to see, uh, Oaks must fucking take this thing down. And uh, people would kill animals, animals would kill each other. And one of the uh, favorite, favorite, favorite things um, to show, in, in venetia was a pack of wolves versus a lion this was one of the headline acts uh, let me tell you they used a bucket load of various animals they brought because it was to show how great rome is so rome has conquered the world and you citizens might never go even see the places we've conquered so we brought this thing from this faraway place check it out Ooh. and this thing Ooh, now they're gonna fight each other crocodiles hippos deer cows Zebras, ostriches, vultures, uh, rhinoceroses, rhinoceros The crocodile hyenas, versus ostrich leopards. fight must
0: have been a real crowd pleaser. Yeah. Crocodile versus ostrich. Yes, you're there all day. When is that fucking crocodile going to stop lying in the sun with its mouth open? <laughs>
1: <laughs> is that what thing gonna eat the big chicken, or, or must We go of? home
0: for lunch and come back later.
1: When you said crocodile versus ostrich, what is it? oh, it's just like it's these YouTube videos, hey? When they want to see which animal is the fastest? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you get those, those American, yeah. American YouTube. No, no offense to
0: other YouTubers. You get, that, yeah, which animal is more likely to win? Will it be the cheetah or the brown bear? And then, and then they've got like crudely done three D animation of like. 64% of you said it would be the cheetah <laughs> that is cheetah progresses to the next round you know you're like, oh,
1: fuck off oh, fuck. so so a pack of wolves versus lion was um, the big one it was the favorite one at the Coliseum We're in in the category of venatio It's my fact it was lions versus wolves. Yeah, a whole pack of wolves. I mean, you know, I
0: mean I, the thing is, right, I figure a pack of wolves. Hmm. I mean, a pack of a wolf. like the thing is, people think of wolves as being the size of huskies, right? Mm. When an actual wolf is, that's you know, a big dog. It's, big it's thing, a big eh? thing. It's a big thing, and it's a vicious thing. And if you have a pack of them, I mean, I don't know how big this And its, its, its teeth would.
1: F- yeah, it's I like- mean,
0: and lion, lion's a vicious bastard. Sure. But the pack knows how to. They, they last longer, they got more energy, they, they know how to nip in, bite around, attack. I don't think that's an interesting fight. I think they would more likely go for something where something like an elephant versus, say, a pride of lions or a uh, you know, I think you, yeah. I don't know, I don't know, or, or tigers.
1: Yeah,
0: I don't know. Was this the headline act? Is that what your factor is? is it's just that that was the headline,
1: headline. Mm, act? It was uh, the most popular Venatio. I mean, listen, I'm the emperor. Yeah, my Vinatio headline, headliner. Eh?
0: <laughs> if I can, I can pick whatever I want. Yeah, but
1: you must piss the
0: crocodile off. You can't just let it lie. No, no, this no, is no, not a no, five-day test. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not even interested in crocodiles. I don't want. I don't want to fuck with those guys. Right, I've got. I've got me. A, I've got me a fleet of ostriches, <laughs> six or seven of them, against a Christian. <laughs> That's what I've got i wanna i wanna i wanna tell the i would i don't even want i wanna send a message to my people in in the greater Rome that these Christians aren't even worth the main bill They don't even they they, I want to see. I want to see an ostrich kick a Christian to death.
1: You got six, six of them should do. it. That's what I. Six, six <laughs> just ostriches running and they're like just running, running, yeah. running, and this ostrich <laughs> fucking, dodging these ostriches.
0: I like how they make chicken noises. Yes, that's what I. That's what I want to see. I want to see ostriches yeah. kick a Christian today. All
1: right, I know that's what you would choose. No, listen. Was this yeah, but that's because I've favorite. got a neuro brain, right? Like I don't. <laughs> I
0: don't have casual fucking emperor brain. I know what I'm doing. I'm putting on I'm putting on a spectacular here. <laughs> I want to I want to see porpoises out of water. <laughs> I want to see porpoises out of water against uh, against uh what else? Who, who, who I would are they go fighting? For like
1: you know you know what do, people are missing out like. I want to see a rhino. Badger. A you know, fucking honey badger, right? Honey, no, but that honey, you need a much smaller coliseum. Honey, honey, honey badger against the chihuahua. Honestly,
0: honey badger against a cobra. That shit is interesting yeah, as that fuck. Is, that but is, like yeah. uh, you you want to six out of water co- uh, uh, out of water <laughs> porpoises, smart as anything. They know they they can think together. They can communicate against an elephant. Sure. <laughs> <That's, ee, ee.
1: laughs> <sighs> all
0: right. Anyway, all right. Tell me the boring lion versus wolves lineup was actually their common headliner. Are you saying it is?
1: No, I'm saying it's not. You're saying it's not? I'm saying it's not, because you've been too truthful so far. Well, oh, bugger you, man. Yes, you nailed me. Yeah. It's a, it's a lie. And here's the reason it's a lie. Firstly, um, Animals that appeared in the Vinatio included lions, elephants, bears, tigers, deer, cows, zebras, ostriches, vultures, horses, rhinoceroses, gazelles, giraffes, eagles, falcons, wild goats, dogs, hyenas, leopards, crocodiles, boars, hippopotamus, rabbits. Imagine
0: you've bought a wild ticket, right? You've bought a, you've bought a, hey, hey, uh, Elluccio, I've bought a I've bought a wild ticket for the Coliseum this week. When are you going? Oh, it's the Venacho. Oh man, I could be watching Lions versus Wolves. Mm. No, no, I get there and then it's fucking it's a goat versus a <laughs>
1: versus a vulture, you know? Ah. But but wolves, here's the thing about wolves. Uh, the the Romans generally seem to have refrained from intentionally Harming oh, wolves. because of Romulus and Remus. For instance, they were not displayed in the Venatios due to their religious importance to the Romans. So wolves, no. Everything else. I mean, I mean th- their city was,
0: was created, was built by Romulus and Remus who were raised by wolves.
1: Oh, my word. Yeah. That makes sense. It makes perfect okay. sense. So wolves are, a I know at the Venatio... Or if they, they wouldn't be, they wouldn't be, you know, they might be displayed in a in a reverent way, but not fucking lion versus wolves. No, no. Wolves. Wolves are the shit by the Romans.
0: Well, there we so go. You got that fact. You there got we go. it. Um, all right. So, yeah, I mean, not for the right reasons, though. I just thought it'd be boring. Um <laughs> Oh, stupid, stupid fucking YouTube brain that I've got going on. Um, All right, so I'm going to do something totally different. I'm going to bring us all the way to South Africa. I'm going to tell you, here's my fact, straight up the front. I'll give you some facts later, if necessary. Um, My fact is South Africans play a traditional strategy board game, which anthropologists believe originates in ancient Egypt over 3,000 years ago. So South African, local South Africans a traditional strategy board game which anthropologists believe originates in ancient Egypt over 3000
1: years ago That's incredible. Um I I they might they might have a version that's like you know when you buy the chessboard and then you can swap it over and there's another game it's usually there's like back a backgammon or checkers, and I've never right, understood backgammon. Is it similar to just like stuff to is it the dice game or is there actual uh, it skill? It is essentially a dice. Well, there's, there's a little bit of skill. People who play it
0: will will fucking get angry now. They're <laughs> they they they're in the comment section <laughs> because they, they people who play backgammon love backgammon. They think that the tactics are be-all and end-all, but they're not. There's a lot of luck. The guy, if, if one of you rolls all double sixes and the other one rolls one and two every roll, the duty rolls, the double sixes is going to win every single time. So there is a heavy amount of luck involved in... What you got to do is you got to move your pieces from that side of the board all the way around to the to sure. finish thing, and okay. you got to get all your pieces. But if they're by themselves, they can be jumped on and sent back to the yes, beginning. It's
1: kind of checkers ish, a little bit, little, bit, checkers-ish. little bit Chinese, a little bit Chinese
0: checkers ish. Yeah, ah,
1: nice little games, those. Uh, do the South Africans play a version of that? Um, I don't know, I know about the uh, which leads into. My fact it happens to be sort of deketo ish Diketo is, is is it mimics the cattle thing, and it's a stone game. So you you throw the stone and then you move the the cattle in and out. It's usually played by, by ladies like jumping jacks cattle maybe. herding. No, but you, they, they they move the stones around. So they just they're, it's played by ladies sitting on their side of their thing, and they they played in the dirt. Um, and they make a circle for the crawl, and then there's stones in there. They Doesn't sound a like jumping stone, jack. Thro- yeah, jumping that's jack. that jumping jack. Where, where you bounce oh. the ball, and you've got to oh, you've is got that to like, jumping ja- Yeah, yeah, you got to oh, clear the
0: jacks or something. yeah, oh, no you know, it's best. a game that's much more popular in America than than here. But is yeah? You bounce the ball, and then you've got to do something with the pieces, and then
1: oh right. Yeah. So I don't know if you're telling me the truth or not. I wonder, a game that originates there by local South Africans. Shucks, I, I would have. I'm sure I've heard about it if. I was in the TV game show world. No, I'm going to say no, there isn't. No, not in South Africa. Not at. No, no. Hmm, no. Tragically, you're incorrect. Oh my gosh, I'm, doing,
0: I'm doing a shock of this. So the game's called Murabaraba. Raba. I yeah?
1: have heard of
0: Muraba no, It's got okay. a bunch of names depending on, on where in South Africa you play it. Mlaba Laba <laughs> and, and less commonly Mela. Um, and anthropologists believe that um, that it comes and it originates with an ancient Egyptian game called Mankala. And I don't know if you know Mankala.
1: Well, I thought Mankala was more a, a category of game that involved um, stones and seeds. So and it is initially, but so so there
0: are different versions of Mankala. It's again, it's an ancient game that's evolved in many different ways, depending on which direction in the globe it headed. Wow. Uh, very similarly, by the way, to Morabaraba. But Mankala, essentially at its very basic is two is two sets of, of holes of equal length and you've got to move your seeds around the holes. Oh, much like backgammon. So I very see. similar to backgammon. Yes, yes, yes. But now um, at Mapungubwe, um anthropologists, archaeologists have found holes drilled in in the rocks. Well, carved mm. in in the rocks more than 800 years ago. Where,
1: where's Makum? Which province is that in? Oh, Limpopo, I think. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Wow, man. <clears throat> but now
0: you... you so now it's got it's got these rocks. You can play the, this this very basic mancala yes, with yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. But critically, you can also play morabaraba with with the holes that are, are drilled there. So this is why they're saying it actually very likely could be a morabaraba. But what morabaraba is is it's a grid. Yeah. It's a square grid with a, a square in the middle that gets connected by diagonal lines from corner to corner, and straight lines. And a lot of Europeans might recognize it as a nine man's morris or or eleven wow. man's Morris board, Wow. because in fact it's it's derived from this Mancala, and and depending on the direction around the world it spread, it became a kind of standardized board with different types of rules, playing with different kinds of pieces and whatever. Um, and the way the way that is played is essentially this this grid starts out empty, and each person's got twelve cows, which is an interesting. Mm. kind of aside on your mm. game. Mm. you got 12 cows and you take it in turns to place your cows on the intersections between the different lines. Okay. And the idea is to try and get three of your cows to line up. Wow. Because if three of your cows, like like in Tic-Tac-Toe. Yes, um, yes, yes. Yeah, Ching Chong. What was it? Uh, no, Ching Northern Ching Crosses. Guy, crosses uh, Northern then? Crosses. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so if you get three of them in, to line up in a row, you get to shoot one of your opponent's cows, his piece comes <laughs> off the board, never to come back, right? <laughs> so you first you do the setup. So not many cows get get shot in the opening generally mm. because you mm. can you can place the pieces much like noughts and crosses. You mm. can place your mm. pieces to block this. Mm. Mm. Then the second phase of the game is you, you, you're allowed to move your pieces from one intersection to a connecting intersection. And you keep doing this until you make your line. To, and, and a line is called a mill. So you've got these three pieces. Once you make, then you shoot a cow. And the idea is that you shoot cows back and forth until one of you has only three pieces left. The person who's got three pieces left no longer has to move them to connecting intersections, they get to fly them wherever they like on the board and move them around like that. And a person wins when their opponent has only two pieces left, two cows left, because then they can't mill anymore. And it's obviously gonna be Uh, game over. Wow, that's that's very
1: sophisticated. It is,
0: it's it's a hellishly sophisticated game. And and the thing about it is that there is no luck involved. There's no dice. Wow. It's all about how you place your pieces, how you move your pieces, it's all about you know, everybody's got the same board, they've got the same everything else. Much like chess, there's mm. no there's no luck element involved in it. Um th- there are different versions even just within within South Africa. So there's a the Susutu version apparently has an intersection, an additional intersection in the center of the board, which completely prevents draws from happening. Um and then as I said, there's there's European versions, uh different nine man's Morris, eleven man's Morris. Um it uses the same board, but by having these different numbers, it prevents a draw. So by having the nine and the mm-hmm. 11, it stops, it stops draws from mm-hmm. happening. Uh, and initially when, when people found that um, South Africans were playing Morabaraba, you know, people were saying, Oh, well, obviously this is Nine Man's Morris and the British brought it over when they hmm. came over. But the subsequent discovery at Mapungubwe and the fact that this game is in fact, different versions of this game are played throughout Africa And indeed throughout Middle East and through India and Mm -hmm. um, actually suggests it came here much, much long ago um, in in a far more intricate kind of evolutionary pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, and i reckon mm-hmm. if somebody would actually study it they'd probably be able to track the different versions evolving as they move across the continent but yeah, yeah there, there you go and, I love and initially that. yeah initially believe that. that it comes from ancient egypt because okay. the romans loved it and they're the ones that introduced it to to europe
1: so I, I, mean. I love i love that fact and 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 we're more connected than we realize you know and also a recent podcast i listened to was about the zimbabwean ruins which uh should be more well known than, than they are they really are a fascinating thing but it, of course it absolutely demonstrated the uh sophisticated sophisticated civilization that was happening in sub-saharan africa centuries ago and uh splendid little um place that they that they built and of course the, the colonial uh, retelling of it was oh this is quite sophisticated it must have been done by europeans at some point maybe the portuguese sure. or something like no 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 no, it was african made man african yeah. made and these and african uh, back then they had their own trade routes they traded with the arabs they traded with uh, other um societies and they built civilizations and did their thing man and for some reason uh famine or whatever did kind of have a bit of a collapse but hey it was african made and this game yeah, the, brought, the thing yeah.
0: about Raba, you can um, firstly you can play it. Literally, you can scratch the board into into the ground or draw a board yourself. Mm-hmm. That's um, fantastic. There is a national championship every That's single year. Fantastic. Yeah. So there is a national champion of Raba. and I to my great shame, I don't know who it is. Oh, cool. But we used to play it at university. We used to oh, have wow. a uh, yeah, because the 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 National Wargaming
1: Association
0: yes. used to come and give away boards and. And then you know, just a nice pastime. We I used Never this at Blair, ever got yeah.
1: into that, but oaks were were insane about that thing. Hey? Mm, mm. Actual pieces and different. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Were you into that?
0: No, no, no. But it's those it's same a... guys run Moraba Raba in South oh, Africa. Wow. So that 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 actual gaming thing they run it.
1: Well, this is great, and, and it's brought us to multiple choice uh, time. And you won't believe it, but my question is about an old board game, also uh, very much definitely originating in Africa. In fact, they think. Uh, it's West Africa, Ghanaian, sort of the Ashanti. It's, I understood it to be part of that Mancilla game. It's a seed game. It's called Wari Wari. Actually, Mancilla?
0: Am I pronouncing it wrong? Man- 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 Kala, I was saying Mancala. It could be Mancilla. Yeah.
1: yeah. And so this is the seed version. And I, I love this game very much. Uh, when the Nokia old Nokia phones came out, they actually had it on, on the phone. Um, mm. It's called yes, that's right. Wari. Uh, and it's... Um, there's uh, there's little um, troughs of seeds. Mm. And, uh, you start off with about four, maybe <coughs> three troughs. And then there's the um, point scoring little pot. And so the idea is uh, whoever goes first, you you pick up the seeds in a, in a pot and you let them go one at a time, moving right. in an anti-clockwise way. Uh, and then as you pass your scoring pot, you drop a seed in there. Now, if your final seed from your handful of seeds Lands in the scoring pot, you get to go again. And it basically, was basically Heroes in, Quest Three? Oh, you really? You have to play this against somebody and one, oh, really? yeah, in order to progress. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I've I've seen that in some of the games that these lighties play. And well, Heroes
0: Quest Three was when we were lighties, right? Oh, really? Oh. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> so these days, I saw I saw a fantastic version of. It's a game called Red. Uh, Red Dead Redemption. Yes, and then, then you play you play oh, a yeah. game against the knife them. game. Yeah. Yeah. So and and basically whoever's got one more than half all the seeds in their scoring pot. so it's usually like uh, if it's 24 24 so as soon as you get like 25 seeds in your scoring pot, game over then you've won and uh love that game and it's called wadi it's originated in uh, amongst the ashanti empire in ghana and it has spread to central africa there's a version in east africa and of course it popped up very popularly in the Caribbean. So
0: that's that's the game I'm I'm calling Mancala, which which is the one that many they believe is many lead, names, yeah, yeah. But this is the one that they believe originated in Egypt and led to led to I suppose all these games across Africa in the, in mm, the end. Maybe so. Yeah. Maybe this this particular version did they play with
1: was was was, was uh, your maraba with like. Originally seeds mm, or Yeah, well you can seeds. play with anything. You, you can play, play with, with stones, stones. You can just as long stones. as you can
0: scratch the grid and the thing, you yes. can play with whatever you like. But no no no, it's it's a very different game to to that. The one you're describing is the one with the two troughs. Yes. That I was talking about, where they move around the board. Yes. You, you
1: take them and you distribute them yes, up yes, and yes, you that's get all right. those ones, and yes, you put them in your that's thing. That's right. And, and it, then you. you He's yeah, yeah. picking up handfuls of seeds, dropping, dropping, right. dropping. Next one, pick up, that's drop, right. drop, that's drop. Right. But cool. yeah, that,
0: that's the mancala I was talking about from from Egypt. Okay. So, so well, they
1: do they the, do, do. you reckon your facts say Egyptian origin? The thing is, they Egyptian don't really know. Nah. So
0: so they know that this thing is. Is throughout Africa, yeah, you know, p- particularly north and and, and west uh, West Africa, mm, mm. Um, but they assume it's an ancient Egyptian kind oh. of thing because there is there is indication that it was played in in Egypt at the time. Yeah, and so, in the Caribbean and there are, there is are, a are, nice. a clear
1: link to the Caribbean because of the diaspora. Yeah,
0: but they're they're very they're very fancy boards that were found with uh, in ancient Egyptian tombs. Wow, where. You know, they were made out of ivory or and the the holes were carved in them, so whether they were played exactly the same, we don't know. We don't know yeah. what the rules were specifically of yeah. that version, but we know that hey, this wari, wari in in the Ashanti kingdom, yes, the board is identical to the ones that we're finding in tombs in ancient egypt so the the truth is these games are they're old they're old yeah. old, old old games, and they' yeah. and they've Evolved, you know, sometimes more, sometimes less, sometimes into entirely new games. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean it's I think it's very difficult with the sources that we've map. got mm. to track exactly where these things come from. But as I say, the, the belief is they come from ancient Egypt because they found boards, uh,
1: literally in the teams. Well, my multiple choice fact is about what Wari means. Uh, and here are your four options: it's either they sew, they kiss they marry they argue
0: they sew is such a such sew, a descriptive kiss, name it's got to be they marry sew. they argue it's got to be so right because you you spread the wadi. things like that right it's yeah. got to be got to be it's if, so if it,
1: cute this answer it's uh it's they marry because uh, the belief is if a husband and wife play wadi they will stay together forever Huh. Ah, that's very that nice. That is lovely, that yeah, is lo- I like, lovely, it. I like it, I
0: like it, I like it. And bizarrely, so you have, your last fact was about, was about the Colosseum? Yes. And my last fact was about board games in Africa, yes. and then your multiple choice was about, about board games board game in Africa. Africa. And my multiple choice is about, about the Colosseum. So here we go. Everyone knows about the Retiaris, which are the trident and net fighting guys, and the Secutor, which were the sword guys, uh, which are two different kinds of gladiator, right? Which of these ones <laughs> is not a kind of gladiator? <laughs> so the rest of them, three of these is, is a kind of gladiator. Okay. One of them is not. Okay, Bestiarius, Meretrix, Dimacarus, Samnite. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know about bestiarius. In fact, that was probably the Venice, Venice, Venetio, the, the, the dude that fought the animals. Um, Di Makaro sounds like he plays for Manchester City. <laughs> Ma- then there oh, was- he's a defender. <laughs> big de- big
0: cent- center back. He does home a goal for Greece every now and then. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then the other two were? So Meritrix and Samnite. Oh, man. Meritrix just sounds like uh, one of Oblix's friends. He probably <laughs> made that up. Di Makaro, uh, Samnite. I'm going to say the one you're making up. Uh, is either Meritrix or Demacario? Um, Demacarus. Demacarus. Yeah, it's, it's Greek. Meritrix. Yeah, obviously.
0: Meretrices. So, so you, I mean, let let me give you some background that might help you. You know that quite often, what they used to do with their gladiators was they would name the gladiators after a a nation that they were fighting. So they would, and then they would arm that gladiator like the enemies themselves would oh, be yes, armed. Yes yes. yes, yes. So you would sometimes get these words a reenacted battles, as you say, almost, like okay? obelix or whatever. So you would sometimes get a word that, that ca- came like from Gaul, Gaul. or the which came from Greece. Greece. So you would sometimes get these words that I that see. were from other because they were they were guys that they were then right. they were they then armoring to... like their enemy.
1: Yeah. Love that, and then so that yeah. other word with an S was. Uh Samnite. <laughs> <Some neat-ay. laughs> Which one is he making up? He's making up one of them. It's gonna he's gonna be so proud of the fact that he made it up and he screwed <laughs> me and he tricked me. Oh, Somnite. Okay, I'm gonna say. I'm going to say, he made up Di Dimakarios Di is uh, the uh, not a gladiator. All right, I'll tell you. Samnite
0: is a gladiator armed with a long rectangular sh- shield called a scutum. He'd often have a plumed helmet, a short sword, and a greave on his left short, leg. This
1: looks a serious yeah, one so hand.
0: so then he would yeah. Yeah, he would have a lot of defense on his left hand yeah. side and the sword. Uh, it was frequently said that the Samnites were the lucky ones since they got the large sh- shields and the good swords. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, dimakarios, I'm afraid to tell you, mm-hmm. uh, it does come from a, from the Greek meaning bearing two knives. He used a sword in each hand. Jeez. Uh, and you're right, the bestiarios is the one that used to fight animals. Uh, the one I made up is Meratrix. I didn't make it up. Meratrix means a free woman who chooses to sell sex and is in <laughs> fact a higher class registered prostitute.
1: In uh, Roman uh, times. Yeah, you
0: know, in Roman <laughs> times. Uh, a scortum. From the words, from the words for hides or leather, is an impoverished, low-class streetwalker, and an amica is a purely euphemistic phrase for lady friend. But they were all used for prostitutes. So Meritrix is just a it, just a prostitute, it's not a gladiator at all.
1: Not a gladiator. Not a gladiator. In a, in at a way, all. she's a bit of a gladiator. In a way, she. She <laughs> t- has to put up on a lot of. <laughs> yeah. Wow, she also man. Also
0: gets repeatedly probed. And... <laughs> right. Awkward. Oh good, I can't believe we said that.
1: Anyway, good. So there you Since are. Since we said repeatedly probe, that brings us to the end of tonight. Episode. <laughs> it's time for us to go and get repeatedly probed. No, wait, that's not <laughs> what I It's the other way around. <laughs> that was a fun topic. That was a crazy topic. Yeah, I loved yeah. it.
0: Any minute now. So we're we're nearing now uh like the end of our first year is oh, is wow. within a few episodes. And things, things because of the the way this has been working out on on uh you know the podcast, the Spotify, and on Apple, and mm. all of these things, and because of you lovely people watching us on YouTube as well, um, it's things are going to get more professional around here. Uh, yeah. It's going to get nicer around uh, here, in, in and in a month we'll or still 2 have yeah. a job
1: then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no, because because you guys have been watching and sharing so kindly, we really appreciate it. Um, rest assured that those of you who are subscribed to us now, or who are subscribed to us on the one-year mark. Will be getting um, recognised for for your oh, your, nice. your your early your early buy in. Uh, thank you very much. If you could carry on sharing it, putting your comments and things uh, yeah. on here, uh, we
1: appreciate it's it immensely. Yeah, a year, a year um, of uh, what's the fact fun, hey?
0: Nearly, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a couple months. Yeah, it's lovely. Like man. a month
1: left or so. Yeah, thank you, folks. Yeah, thank, thank you very much.
0: And uh, and we'll see you at the next one. Yes. Do we know what the next one is it's called? A crazy
1: yet? episode, isn't it? Something about. It's something about. Oh no! It's about guys. who about, died too early. Isn't oh,
0: it? it's it's death. It's a it's death anyway. one. We'll
1: catch you for the death one. <laughs> the death one. You love a bit of that. <laughs> yeah. Good, Good night. Bye bye. Good, Good afternoon. afternoon. Good morning. Good morning. Bye bye. <laughs> bye.